You're listening to the Business Simplified Podcast. On today's episode, I'm interviewing Karen Maloney from Blue Bean Media, and we're talking about getting the foundations right for digital marketing. Many small business owners, when they start to think that they need to market online, they're not quite sure where to start, and there's some key things that you need to make sure you've done before you start marketing online. So let's get the interview started. Hi, I'm Tracy Leake, and I've been at every stage of small business from struggling through to success. For the last 15 years, I've been coaching small business owners to have more profit with less stress in their business. This podcast is the how for business. So grab a cuppa and let's get started. Welcome to the Business Simplified Podcast. Hey, just before we jump into the interview, I wanted to remind you to make sure you hit subscribe to the Business Simplified podcast. What that'll do is it'll make sure it keeps the podcast in your library, so for quick and easy access, plus you'll get updates, notifications, letting you know when there's a new episode ready for you to listen to. So let's jump into the interview now. So Karen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about you and how you became an expert in the world of digital marketing. So my career started um, back in the early 90s. I've got a big background in um, training and online training. um, And I started an e-learning business in 2007. And it was in that business like I had a really erratic sales pipeline. So we got lots of our work word of mouth referrals, which is fantastic. Like everybody wants those word of mouth referrals. That's like the holy grail of marketing. Like we had a great business, we won lots of awards, we were doing great work, we got the, you know, we were getting referrals in. But what that meant for us was that we didn't really have any control because it was other people that were doing our marketing for us by giving us those referrals. The sales pipeline was really up and down. So we were either working 20 hour days um, because we couldn't keep up with the work or we were you know, wondering where we we're going to get the money to pay the wages next week. And I think it was after I had my son and didn't have as many spare hours a day to work anymore. I wanted to find a way to kind of even out that sales pipeline and have a bit more of an even flow of work coming in. And digital was really starting to take off at that time. So I started looking into what that was and how it could help my business. And being in the education business myself, I just started educating myself around what was what was online. So, I mean, things like LinkedIn and stuff like that hadn't been around that long at the time. So I got in on the ground early with those kind of things. And I was finding lots of similarities between training and marketing. I mean, essentially, the aim of those two industries is to change behavior. Um, you know, there's an outcome you want people to do something differently. You, know, you want them to buy something or you want them to act differently. So um, I found lots of similarities between the, those two things, um, and, you know, related to my training background. So I tried lots of different things in my own business and found some things that were starting to work well for me and started helping out some friends that ran businesses and just finding that I was just really enjoying that work and I was good at it. I was helping them and they wanted to pay me. So um, I'm a bit of a geek really so I, I love the whole the whole technology piece like in my training business it was about e-learning and online learning so I think it was natural evolution for me really and so then I decided really just to follow this path I got certified as a digital marketing strategist a content marketing specialist and I started Bluebeam Media in 2019. I always love hearing it when people have come across their career path by learning and going right this is what needs to happen and I think so many people stop themselves because they're not willing to try something new or willing to learn new things. And I love hearing that. So let's get down to the key of our conversation today. When I say digital marketing, 
what does that actually mean? What types of marketing does that cover specifically? Because it's a pretty broad term and I think a lot of people get confused by it. Yeah. And, you know, some people have different ideas about what it means, but I'll tell you what it means for me. So what it means for me is any type of marketing that uses technology to reach the audience. So there are a few things there. So one is social media, I think is the one that everybody's most familiar with. So we have platforms like Facetube, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, those kinds of platforms. There's also content marketing. Um, so that covers things like blogs, ebooks, videos, podcasts, like we're doing right now. It's anything that's that creating the actual content to share online, maybe via your social media. There's paid traffic as well. So anything that you're you're paying to get eyeballs on your content or your social media or your website, probably what would be most familiar to your audience is things like Google ads or Facebook ads. If there's any service-based businesses, they'll probably be looking at LinkedIn ads. You can also sponsor posts. You can advertise on publisher platforms. There's lots of different things out there to, to get eyeballs on your content through, through paid means. And with paid traffic, you may have heard also of um, retargeting as well and remarketing. So that's where maybe somebody's visited your website um, and there's like a little thing called a pixel that goes onto their computer and tracks them for a period of time so if they come back um, you know it's easier to convert them etc that's another form of paid marketing and then we've got email marketing which is um, newsletters so anybody that sends out a newsletter on a weekly monthly or sometimes daily basis if you're in e-commerce lots of daily emails that go out um, and automation campaigns as well on emails so you can use email for things like um, onboarding a new client so you might send them out an email every day for a week or every week for a month or something, you know, getting them used to your new service or product. Um, and then the last one is search. So search engine optimization, directory listings. So things like the good old yellow pages and Yelp and all those kind of local online directories. They're, they're the key sort of areas that there's lots and lots to it. But basically speaking, there's the five. It's amazing, isn't it? That it's such a term that people immediately assume, I'm just going to go do some digital marketing. But they forget to realise that there are so many different components to it. And I'm assuming as well that every different one of those would work for different reasons and for different people. Would I be right in saying that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there is just, there's so much you can do. I mean, I, I saw a diagram the other day. We were talking about digital agencies and it, we worked out that you would need something like 60 people with all the specific different skills required to run a full service agency. Um, I mean, even if you look at sort of paid advertising, there's different types of paid advertising and ways that you track that. And there's lots and lots that goes on there. So I think um, it's probably something to be aware of when you're talking to people about marketing in general is like you have lots of what they call T-shaped marketers. So I'm a T-shaped marketer where you kind of have got an idea about the digital landscape, if you like. So I understand all those different types of things, but then my specialty is in that, in, in content marketing. So everybody will have kind of a, a niche that they are better at. And if you have somebody that tells you that they're good at all of it, then I suggest they're lying. <laughs> I love that idea of the T-shape and think of it like that. And I was talking to someone the other day and they were telling me they were good at everything. And I was like, mm, I know enough to know that the difference between those two things is quite different. And and finding people who specifically understand it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's something like I've, it, you know, in, in all of my businesses, like we've kind of, I have been able to 
um, understand what I'm good at and focus on that thing, but then collaborate with some awesome people who are equally as good at their own thing. And I find that, you know, when you do that, you get a much better result. So, you know, if you have to work with two or three different people to get the outcome, I suggest you do that rather than trying to have a find a jack of all trades because the outcome won't, won't be as good. So I'm assuming the same as building a building. If you were about to build a house, you need a really strong foundation to build from, right? So before you begin doing any sort of digital marketing, I'm assuming that there's some sort of foundation that every business needs to have before they start going out and wildly investing money in Facebook ads and Google ads. There must be some foundational pieces that would be kind of probably fit across most digital marketing. Is there and and what sort of things would be in that foundation to have right before you start doing any digital marketing? Yep, there definitely are. And there's five that I can talk to you about. But the, I think the, the point about this is this relates to kind of offline marketing as well as online marketing. And I think that these, these foundations are just some things that are really important to understand about your business and what you're doing before you go and spend any money with anybody for any kind of marketing, whether that's digital or otherwise. I think it just really helps you to understand more about what you're trying to achieve with your marketing because I think people tend to get a little bit freaked out by the tech and you know the, the word digital just you know scares some people but I think if you this is really about your business and understanding what you're doing so I think the first thing is under having um, a good solid brand profile most people when they have a business they'll they'll get a logo they've got a name they've got an idea what they're going to sell and they're usually passionate about that thing which is great but especially smaller businesses, they tend not to delve too deep into the the brand itself. So getting a really good understanding about what your brand's about, like what does your brand stand for? You know, what what's its persona? What what is its unique brilliance? What is it expert in? Um, what's the the brand promise? What experience can people expect to have when they interact with your brand? And for bigger businesses, what what culture does your brand have in terms of employees in an organisation? And so it's your values, your mission, um, your vision, those kinds of things. And I think really understanding, you know, if you talk about brands, brands that have got really clear definitions like Tiffany, everybody, you know, talks about it's the luxury and it's it's a quality and it's a, you know, it's a very special experience going to Tiffany's to, to buy something. So thinking about, you know, those big brands and those experiences how does that relate to your small business? And just because you don't have um, a big business budget doesn't mean that you can't dig into your brand. Um, I think it's really important actually about the, the five things that I'm going to talk about here is that you can Google any one of these things and you can find checklists or free courses and stuff to actually help you work through this. But businesses don't often do it because it, it requires a bit of digging and sometimes a bit of soul searching. You know, anybody that owns a business knows that it's quite a personal thing and it's usually something that you're passionate about doing so it can be a bit confronting to dig a little bit sometimes but if you can you'll find the gold and so I think having a look at your brand your brand is so much more than a logo and a color palette it, it's it's really the you know the core about you know what what do you stand for and what are you all about so that's the first thing second thing I would look at is is having some really solid client personas or avatars um, the words persona and avatar can be used interchangeably. So you may have heard of these before in some way, shape or form. These are often kind of skipped over at quite a high level. So when I talk to clients and I say, well, have you, have you, you know, done any work on your avatars? And they show me a piece of paper that kind of says, oh, yeah, well, you know, Generous George is, you know, 25 and, 
you know, lives in the city and has two children and a dog and uh, he reads the SMH. You know, like you need to go a bit deeper than that. And again, if you can dig, you're going to find some gold there. Like I, I did some work with a client a little while ago who did some digging into their client personas. And from the questions they asked them, the answers that they got, they were able to write a two-year content plan. But they, they did that by really understanding who they're serving in terms of where, where are they hanging out online? You know, so who, who are they following? Who are the influencers they're following? What groups are they part of? Uh, where do they kind of, where are they interacting um, and commenting and sharing on things as opposed to just maybe lurking? Like, you know, what, what else are they buying? Um, and you can, you can find out a lot of these things by just following people, just having a look at their profiles online. There's a lot of information that people are sharing out there in the public arena that you could take advantage of. That all, it all feeds directly into how and where you market to them. So understanding, you know, if, if there's a, a particular interest that they have and, you know, um, maybe lots of, you know, your ideal client, maybe several of them have that interest. Is it worth finding an influencer with, you know, a group of people in that space that you can do a joint venture marketing campaign with or something like that? So it's not just about the demographics. It's also about the psychographics. It's about their behavior. Where are they? What are they doing? Who are they interacting with? And, and where else? And how can you take advantage of that? And maybe parachute in rather than have to climb the mountain the whole time you know in terms of getting those people on board the third one is core messaging now while this sounds a little bit technical it's really thinking about for every um like client persona that you have to so say there are maybe three that you have in your business three different types of buyer that you service for every product or service that you offer you need to look at how that's being messaged to that particular buyer so if you've got something to sell, you don't just talk about it generally on a Facebook ad. And this is where a lot of people come a cropper, I think, with, when they're using online advertising is that they will just have an ad that says like, hey, we've got this thing, come and buy it. But when you understand your buyer personas, you understand where, what the problems are and what your product or service does for them. Like how does it transform them from one state to another? How does it improve their world and make it better? Um, and when you can really think about that, all those jobs that your product or service does that kind of tick a box for that person, that's the messaging. That's that's what you want to get out to them. It's not just, hey, we've got this thing. It's like, hey, if you get this thing, your life's going to be much better in these ways. And again, that takes a little bit of time to do. You know, if you think about having multiple you know, client avatars and then having multiple products or services and how they each talk to each of those avatars. But sometimes when you go through that process, you may even find that some of the products that you offer or the services that you offer are only really specific to one avatar. So then it just gets really, really clear on your messaging. That can mean that you end up running different ad campaigns um, and creating different content for each of those different avatars, which sometimes can freak people out a little bit and kind of go, it's, it's a lot of work. However, if you can get that messaging right, your ads or your content is going to cut through all of the other digital noise that's out there. There is so much competing for people's attention in their feeds and their inboxes that's really just generic stuff and people are just, you know, going to scroll on by. But if you want them to stop and pay attention to what you're putting out there and what you're paying sometimes to put out there, it needs to really speak to them and who they are and the problems that you can solve for them. So that's core messaging. Number four is your customer journey. 
So the customer journey, I like to look at it from two perspectives. One is about the customer journey in terms of how do you turn somebody into, you know, from a prospect into a client, into a raving fan. And there's a relationship that runs through that. But also it's about where where are people on their buying journey with you? And from both sides of that, there's it's, it's a relationship. So it's about, you know, how, how are you helping them understand who you are to take them on a journey? So if you think about the beginning of a relationship being like that head turn moment, you know, when you see somebody walk in a room and they catch your eye, you know, there's that initial moment where there's the awareness and online that's when somebody kind of comes across you for the first time so they might find you on a you know see a post in a feed or see an ad or something like that and then you actually move through the different stages of that journey to get to know them a little bit better so you might you know in a relationship sense exchange phone numbers and want a date go on a date in the digital world you're maybe you know exchanging a piece of information for an email address and you can start to kind of nurture that relationship and I think a lot of emphasis goes on the first part of that relationship in terms of getting the head turn and getting the email address without thinking about the rest of it so I think it's not always about leads and sales sometimes it's about you know what can you do to go back to existing customers or past customers and excite them again about the product or the service they bought from you so there's there's lots that you can do the whole way through that journey that's actually going to say get those people to be to go from prospects to clients to raving fans but really understanding that journey is is key because you communicate with them differently at each stage of that journey as well so if somebody has never heard of you versus somebody who has bought from you before the way that you would talk to them and direct ad campaigns towards them or content towards them is very, very different. Um, again, if you want to cut through that noise and get their attention. And number five is analytics. You need to be measuring what's going on with your marketing, but in terms of what to measure, you need to understand what, what your goals are for the business. So understanding, you know, if I'm going to run a campaign, what, what's my goal for the campaign? What's my goal for this quarter? If the, if the goal for the quarter is to increase email newsletter signups, um, then that needs to be my focus here. And that's the numbers that I'm going to focus on recording and monitoring and all the different activities that we do. I'll see whether that goes up or down and I'll see what's working for me. But so many people are just not tracking their numbers and they're all freely available, you know, via Google Analytics and via the social media platforms. But the numbers are just so important. If you're not measuring your marketing, there's no point doing it. You are absolutely wasting money. Um, and, and will continue to waste money um, by not understanding what's working and what's not. So there's five. So it's having a solid brand profile, some really good deep dive client personas or avatars, your core messaging, a customer journey, and knowing your numbers, your analytics. Oh my gosh, there was so much in that and that was fantastic. Hopefully everyone's taking out pen and paper and writing down those five things. I think you said something at very early on at the start that was that most people don't take the time to do that. And I have a bit of a saying that slow down to speed up. You need to slow down and have those foundations right before you start to speed up and get out there doing that marketing. And like you said, unless you're actually measuring the numbers, then don't even do the marketing because you don't know what's happening. So those core foundations are so important. I think you've given us a thorough understanding of those and that's so good. So if we have those foundation pieces and we've sat down and done the work and got those core foundations set, what should we consider if when we're 
going to go ahead and start digital marketing, how should we go about it? What are our first steps once we have those five core foundational principles right? Don't start with the technology. Do not jump into the tools. <laughs> uh, there's there's over 8,000 different tools that you can use to market your business. Yes, you can have a look up that online. Search for Chief Martech Digital Landscape um, or Marketing Landscape. And there there is a, a visual diagram of all of those different tools that are available. So that's tools for running your Facebook ads or CRMs or, you know, email marketing tools. 8,000. I would suggest if you've got those foundations in place, first and foremost is just get focused and keep it simple. Um, so do not try and do everything at once. I would suggest that you focus on um, one stage of your, your customer journey. So maybe it's awareness. You know, so maybe the, you know, the focus for this quarter is going to be just we are just going to focus on getting our name out there to as many people as we can. And in order to do that, we are going to do some social media posts. We are going to do some paid advertising. These are the things that we are going to track um, and just keep really focused on a particular activity. A couple of reasons for that. One is that it just it just keeps things very simple in terms of what you need to be doing. Um, and the kind of people you need to be engaging with if you need assistance with that. So it doesn't become overwhelming, but it also means that you can get some really clear pictures from your stats as to what's going on. So if you're running campaigns for awareness and for signups and you're doing things on LinkedIn and things on Facebook and things on Twitter and all these things out there, it's actually quite hard sometimes to measure what's going on in your analytics. So if you've just got a really clear correlation between your business goals and your marketing activity and then those analytics, you get a really clear picture of, of what's going on and, and what you can tweak. So I think, yeah, get focused, keep it simple um, and, and be strategic about what you're doing as opposed to, oh, we just need to get some more clients, let's run some ads. Yeah, the reaction strategy never really works very well, does it? Um, I'm still blown away by the 8,000 tools. And no wonder we get so tripped up by the tech. Like most small business owners are going to get started. They get nervous and then they get tripped up by all the tech. Now I understand why my instinct was to ask you that, but 8,000 tools just still freaks me out. So if a small business owner was looking to do it themselves, they're going to go and start doing some digital marketing or some Facebook ads or any of those multiple things they can do. What should they do so they don't trip themselves up? How can they make it easier for themselves to simply get started in the case if they are going to DIY it? But the DIY thing, I think as, as a business owner myself, I've, you know, this is my second business I've started up. We all have to work with our budgets, but I think we also have to work to our strengths as well. Um, so as entrepreneurs, we've all got to be innovative. You know, we do things on a shoestring budget, but I think you also really need to understand where your specialty is and what you can do yourself and what you really need to outsource. I mean, we've already touched on the fact that digital marketing is such a huge playground now. You know, it's like there are some things like I, I wouldn't even bother running my own Facebook ads. I'll get somebody who knows Facebook ads to do that for me because I know that, yes, I get it at a high level, but once I get in there, I'm going to get confused. I'm going to get overwhelmed and I'm probably not going to run a really successful campaign. So I think just beware of false economies. Um, yes, we do have budgets um, and we need to be mindful of money that we're spending, but I think you need to look at like marketing is an investment. Um, and if it's done correctly, if you've got all those right foundations in place, 
then it should be easier for you to go to an outsource provider and say, look, hey, we need to run an ad, ad campaign, whatever. And you're investing money in getting new clients. So I think really understanding what you're prepared to pay to, to get a client on board so that when you have spent that money and then you get X amount of clients, you know whether that's been worth it for you or not. But look, if you're really wanting to get in there yourself, we are so lucky, the age that we live in, in this, this wonderful information age where there is so much for free online. Groups and forums, I think, are the best place to go. Like if you're thinking about running your first Facebook ads campaign, get into a business group or a marketing group and say, hey, what advice has everybody got for me? People are very generous with their expertise these days. Um, and sometimes you'll get people that are happy to help you for free, you know, just to kind of get you started, business owner to business owner. I've, I've done some things with people in the past, a, a client of mine where we both had a service each, each other wanted. So we worked for free for six months for each other. The reason to, to both, you know, to, to give each other a helping hand. Again, it, entrepreneurs have to be a bit innovative, get, get a little bit creative about how you can actually get some of those services maybe for free. But look, just ask the question. Um, you know, there are so many places online you can do that. I mean, you know, the what you can't find out how to do on YouTube these days is, is not worth knowing. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? I always say that if you can Google or YouTube, you can find answers for nearly anything. But I do like that you're saying it's an investment. My my biggest issue with this is that digital marketing is still relatively a newer form of marketing. It, it hasn't been around for centuries. So even though some of the principles are exactly the same as offline marketing as you've demonstrated with those five core foundations. It doesn't matter if it's online or offline to have those foundations. But I do find there's a lot of people out there that, are, I don't know, I, I say it's like they've hung their shingle up and they say they can do these things. Like you said in that tea demonstration, people say they can do this or do that, but they're not necessarily experts. What sorts of things should a small business owner be asking if they're going to a digital agency or a freelancer to do things for them? How can they pick out the people who actually know what they're doing and the ones that have just kind of picked it up and said, hey, I can do this and make some money and get some okay results compared to people who are really professional where it will be worth the investment of time and money to get that real specialist, that expert who knows what they're doing. How do you tell these people apart? How do you find the good ones? Look, I, I think asking for referrals is a really good way to go. Um, asking in, in business groups, anybody, like I will never recommend anybody and I will never recommend anybody in a public forum either if I haven't tried and tested their services and know that they're any good. Um, so that's always a great place to start. And, you know, when you're Googling people, check out their reviews online and things like that. Um, and when you have kind of maybe picked a short list of people, you know, looking at maybe through their reviews, maybe the kind of people that they work with, et cetera, you go to them with your pot of gold, which is all those those foundation, that foundational work that you've done. And you say, OK, well, here are my personas. This is what my brand's about. This is my core messaging. This is my goal. Um, so I want to run Facebook ads or I want to, you know, increase my um, newsletter signups or whatever it might be. And this is my goal. So you be very specific with them about what you're trying to achieve. So don't be afraid to say, I want to get 400 new email signups in the next month, or I want to get $3,000 in sales over the next 30 days. And then, so, and then say to them, how are you going to help me achieve that goal? Because if you've got those foundations, you are giving them everything that they need 
that which they then couple with their expertise in whatever field it is to help you achieve the goal. But I think being really clear on what you expect from them it sets the bar at the beginning of that relationship because I think people still think that marketing is quite finger in the air stuff and I, I really believe that if you've done your foundational work and you know all those those core things about what you have and who you serve and then you've got somebody who knows how to reach that audience you know it shouldn't be a case of whether it works or not it should just be how well it works and you'll find that particularly if you're doing things like paid advertising it's not a case of just run the ad for the 30 days and see how that goes. Run it for seven days and see what feedback we're getting. And then do we tweak it and, and do something a little different? So you're asking them, how are you going to help me achieve uh, my goal? But also, you know, what do we need? You know, what support do you need from me in the meantime? Um, what, what can I expect to happen during this campaign or whatever it might be? I mean, there are just so many things. It's quite difficult to kind of say exactly because... You know, if, if I'm going to talk to a copywriter, there are there are questions that I would ask that person um, about what they can do for me. If I'm talking to somebody about Facebook ads, that's a very different set of questions. But I think in understanding where, where your start point is and where your end point is, what goal you're trying to achieve, it's the how are you going to help me achieve that? And who else have you done that for? Can you show me some examples of results? Because again, with digital, everything's tracked, you know, and if you've got somebody that, that's running campaigns for people, and getting results like you know they they should be tracking that for themselves and showing those testimonials and those particular case studies that should be able to help you make your mind up i think the key you've said there is that people go to someone to help them with digital marketing and say i need new clients and i want to use facebook ads and they don't actually ever define what those clients are or how many they want or where it's at and if you go in and rather than just abdicate it with someone told me i should do facebook ads and then let them run for it. You really need to direct them. Like, I want 10 new clients a month. This is what I'm doing. Of course, they're going to never limit themselves to 10 if they can get you 20 new clients. I'm sure they absolutely will. But in that same sense too, I'm sure they understand that if it's a service-based business and it comes to a factor of time, like I can take 10 new clients. I can't take 20, I can take 10. And if they have something to work with, they can then deliver the result. And I like the question that I've never thought about asking before actually is this is what I'm looking for and who else have you done this for? And then they will find someone similar to that for you to compare to. So tell us a little bit about who you love to work with. Tell us a little bit about Bluebeam Media so we all know who you're looking for. Well, Bluebeam, we work with mainly service-based businesses. And this is something, again, over, over time as I've sort of delved a bit more into, you know, who my ideal clients are and stuff, I, feel, I found that I've worked best with service-based businesses because that's what I know, because that's what I've run for a long time. So service-based businesses that are, um, some of our, account, our clients are accountants, lawyers, consultants, coaches. We've got some training consulting businesses um there's a few few different ones like that but yeah mainly service-based businesses so I don't e-commerce is not my bag um I don't know anything about that <laughs> and this is the thing it's like it's not not all marketing is equal but we we don't actually run marketing campaigns we actually help with marketing automation so when we're looking at this um we, we really help kind of digitize your marketing by setting up like things like email automation campaigns and your client relationship management systems and 
booking appointments online. We basically just help you get the digital done. You know, what we, we can help you work out what those foundations are, what your customer journey is, that kind of thing. But then we, um, we, just, we help you get the digital in place because we're the geeky ones. We like the tech. We don't get freaked out by the tech. So we, we love it. all our customers just say to us, you know, like we actually, you know, get it done for me. Like I, I know I need to set these things up. I know I need to automate my social media. I know I need to set up my CRM. I just haven't got around to it. But like we love doing that kind of stuff and just getting oh, it's, it's all the foundational stuff, isn't it, Tracy? It's all that just because I know that then all those things are the springboard. You know, you've then got the magic that is going to take that to the next level. I love that. And there's nothing wrong with geeking out about things. We all geek out about something different. And and I always say, if you can find someone that's geeking out about the thing you need the, to, to do, then even better, because that means they'll be a little more into it than just doing the task. They will be finding the best ways to make it work for you. So how do we find you in the world of the internet? Where should we go? Yeah, if you're looking for me, probably the best place is LinkedIn. Karen Maloney with an M-O Maloney, not an M-A Maloney. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm really available there um, and the website is bluebeanmedia.com.au and I'll put those links in the show notes so it's easy for everyone to find Karen and to say thank you for all the amazing information she's given us today um, I think it was those five foundation principles that you went through that were just absolute gold and something that I think everyone listening needs to go back and re-listen take notes on what Karen had said and then use them as like a checklist to make sure you've got all of these things in place. So thank you so much for today, Karen. We've got so much from today. I always love learning new things along with everyone else. I've taken some good notes and I've got a mental note to go back and re-listen myself so that I can make sure I'm ticking off all those foundational principles as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. It was great. I really hope that um, people get something from that. And yeah, look, feel free to hit me up with questions online. I'm always happy to help share. Did you know that 9 out of every 10 business owners complain that they simply don't have enough time? I believe that not having enough time is one of the greatest excuses that holds small business owners back from their true potential and the profits they deserve. We've all been taught our entire lives that being in business means working around the clock to achieve success because business is supposed to be hard, right? I believe business should be simple. And this is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Time. I want to show you how to take control back on your time, how to think about time differently, and all with simple strategies that take no time to implement so that you then have the time to create the success you desire. And the best part is the program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.tracyleek.com time. And we can get started right now.